Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Off Script with Pastor Jared, solo in the studio today. Uh, I want to talk about a topic, this is extremely off script, so off script, uh, I don't even have any notes with me, Um, but that's what we're here for. I want to talk about an often overlooked topic in preaching. It doesn't have to be for preachers, though. I don't want you to hear this and turn it off. Uh, but it's a it's a theme that I think is going to come up in your Christian life from time to time. And um, it's something that I think you need to be aware of. So the topic that I think makes a really great preacher, um, the ability to be timely, timely. Um, so we know there are certain things about preaching that we love and value and cherish. We love uh, preaching that is expositional. It comes from the text. Expositional simply means the theme and point of the Bible verses you're reading instruct and basically are the points of what's given to the church. So that's expositional. Uh, boldness. We love boldness. Saying things plainly, clearly, not beating around the bush. Just say it. What, what's the truth? Just tell me. Uh, boldness. We love some degree of um, creativity and, and, uh, and art, as, as we might call it. Uh, using a story at the right time, the, the right use of comedy, the right use of um, an, an alliterated outline. You know, a sermon can have a certain flow to it that's artistic, and it culminates in a in a grand finale end that's brought all the themes together. Love it. Those are all great. We love uh, great delivery. Uh, I can obviously work on, on this one, but um, guys that are expressive, maybe they use their hands or they, they walk around the stage or uh, they use their voice in certain dramatic fashion, uh, the, you know, these kind of things. Those are all great, and, and we all know those go into making a great preacher. What I want to give you today, uh, which I think this is going to be a brief one, uh, is this concept of timeliness is really underrated, but it really should not be. All right, what I mean by timeliness is the ability and willingness to take a stand or make the case or preach the message when it matters. All right? So all of God's word matters all the time. But there are moments in life, in culture, in the life of your own church, there are moments when things happen that make a text hit on a particular day and knowing when and how to do that. Uh, there are times when there are just debates going on in society. When your society is, your culture, your city, your country seem to all be trying to figure out issue X, Y, Z. And we're just, it's its raging, it's in the news, it's in um, the, the common mind of the people. Uh, and everybody's just grasping Christians included are out there trying to land on what's the what's the right way to think about this what what should I th- what should I vote on this what should I think about what how should this affect my life 
there are times when, as a preacher, you need to join that movement and you need to address that issue when everybody is trying to figure it out. Now, here's what I want to say to you. The job of a preacher is not to wait until there is a consensus among all people and then speak for that consensus in arrears by tying a little ribbon on it uh, and sort of just naming what people have already learned and believe, okay? So the challenge, the challenge as a preacher is to say things when they need to be said and when it's not popular to say it because that's when people need the help. Courage is saying things, hard things, early, all right? Here, let's go there. It's one thing to say something boldly and truthfully. It's another thing to say it boldly, truthfully, and early. So uh, this, is the, this is the hard part. When, you, when being early and right is what a prophet does. That's a prophet because you get your truth from God. You can see the issue. You lay it out there, and it doesn't matter if nobody else is with you. It doesn't matter if you stand alone. You know you've got God's truth, and you're willing to stand on it, okay? So I've learned this. The re- Here's why I'm talking about this and why I'm passionate about this is because this has been a development of my preaching, I would say, from the COVID years till now. I've grown greatly in this area. Um, So here's what I've learned. It is easy when everybody's kind of moved on from a topic to swing back around and act like you were there the whole time. All right, let's get real specific. Things like Black Lives Matter, things like critical race theory, things like wokeness, um, equity, uh, these kind of discussions that were raging raging in 2020 and 2021, just everywhere, all right? So now we're in 2023, moving towards 24, and those those issues are still with us, but they have calmed down some. They're not the same raging battle. And I would even say culturally, um, the, the conservative position on those has kind of taken, I, I think, at least – the hill has you don't have the same sympathy for BLM that you had a couple years ago they, they've lost some of their luster um, you don't have that uh, a lot of people that were super into the woke movement and critical race theory have backed off of it since then um, so a lot of people are coming out now in 23 and taking their big stand and, and writing their, their preaching their sermons and writing their blogs and writing their books. And man, they're, 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 they're uh, really coming strong against it. And, and what I've learned is, is that doesn't really mean nearly as much as if you were one of the guys in 2019, 2020, 21, who came out against these things and spoke from a biblical perspective and brought God's 
word and God's truth to bear on these issues when you were going to take heat for it, when nobody might have been with you, when your church was still trying to figure out what these terms meant. I mean, there was a time when we didn't even know what those terms meant, and people were trying to read and learn, and and they needed that was when they needed you. They needed you then to, to help them, but to come around at the end and, and tack it on like you were there the whole time, um, it's not the same. That's what I mean by timely preaching. You were there. You were there when it mattered. And guys, take me out of the equation, all right? I'm a, I'm a preacher, so take me out of the equation. If you have or had a preacher like that, count yourself blessed. If you have a preacher who says, I want to be all these things that we already agree, expository, uh, bold, great, uh, great with my delivery, all these, I want to be the best preacher I can be. But if you've got a guy that does all of that and can speak into the moment, that you're going through, you've got a you've got a a gem. You've got a great preacher. Um, I was trying to think of other examples, and uh, I didn't want to get super political, but I I was laughing because I uh, saw in the news the other day um, RFK Jr. who he's running for president for the Democrat side. He's trying to challenge Biden right now, and he was on the news and he was talking about our need for a border wall. <laughs> and he's he said, you know, he's been down to the border. He's seen just the horrors and the atrocities of what's going on with the cartels and the women and children and what they have to go through to get through the border and these little pop-up border towns that just have human rights violations left and right and and uh, you know having to pay these coyotes to take you across the line I mean just just terrible terrible stuff and not to mention the impact on dumping you know thousands and millions of uh, people into our country just we don't know who they are we don't know where they come from we got nothing you know so it's a wild a wild situation and RFK Jr is out there talking about how you know he wants to take maybe a countercultural approach for the democrat side which tends to be more open borders um you know he's trying to be the common sense democrat and say that we we need a border wall we need a protection and and so i went back and looked up because uh, I thought, though, this is this is kind of unique, you know. Wow! And so I went back and looked up his position just a few years ago, and he was one of the most extremely vocal, critical people of Donald Trump's position, which he is taking now. So when Donald Trump came out in 2015 and 16, when he was running, and he made the border wall his, I mean, that was why people voted for him. Mostly, that was one of his big issues. RFK at that time was was tearing him up and down, saying, no, no, you're wrong, and you're racist, and here's why. And, and, and it's just like, okay, thanks. I'm glad you came around. I mean, this is with anything. This is not just with the border wall. With anything, you, you know, when someone comes to, to, the right, to the right conclusion, you say, hey, I'm glad you came around, but can you at least acknowledge that you weren't there when it mattered, you weren't there. When and when we need you now, you're here. Okay, great. But when we needed you then, you weren't there. Um, I think about Spurgeon as another example. Charles Spurgeon, um, a man who took 
if you if you go back and read about his life, he took a lot of heat from people because he stood up for a high view of the Bible. Uh, there was a liberal movement going through Britain at the time, and uh, modern liberalism as we know it was being stoked and growing, and, and Darwin's stuff was coming out, and um, communism, you know, Marx and Engels, they were they were at their peak popularity. I mean, and at the time Spurgeon was there and he spoke against all of this stuff. He wrote prolifically in his um, sword in the trowel. He wrote against all these things and he took so much heat from everybody, from Christians for his stances. And now he's a champion. Everyone looks back at Spurgeon and says, that guy, he was on top of it. He knew his stuff. He was a hero, but it's very possible that Spurgeon didn't feel like a hero in his life because he took the heat when it mattered, when it was hot, he was there. To use a biblical example, I was thinking about one of my favorite characters, John the Baptist, and um, one of the stories about his life is how he died, and he had been saying to Herod the king, the, the Jewish king, Herod, um, Herod had taken his brother's wife. So Herod had, had taken his brother's wife as his own wife, obviously, and was sleeping with her. And um, John the Baptist publicly and to Herod's face said, this is not right. This is, this is anti-God. This is not right. Um, it's immoral. And what happened? Well, when when the wife Herodias got the chance, she had uh, rec- made a request for him to be beheaded, and it happened. That's how John the Baptist died. You know, John the Baptist could have made his point after the fact, you know, years later, 10 years down the road when he was writing his memoirs. He could have spoken up real boldly and said, you know, back 10 years ago, I saw Herod do this, and it was wrong. And I made a note then that it was wrong then, and it's wrong today. You know, and, but, and, and that's more than what some people would do. But what John did was when it cost something, when the, when the issue was, was fresh, he spoke to it. He told Herod, hey, man, you're wrong. God is not pleased with this. You're supposed to be the king over over God's people right now. You're not. You're not acting like it. And and it was it was costly. It cost him his own life. So as I, as I I'll wrap up here. I I think one of the most underrated elements of of biblical uh, God honoring preaching is timeliness. To say everybody's dealing with this right now. And for me to avoid it is tantamount to cowardice. You know, if if everybody in your church is talking about something and they're and they're trying to to get the answer, if it's raging in the culture, and you want to go preach on, you know, the values of baptism by immersion over infant baptism, you know, and, and kind of hide behind safe theological issues when everybody's out there, like say, you know, there's been in the past. Just go back the past ten years. You know, abortion has come and and been a top issue. Um, homosexuality, transgenderism, um, critical race theory, race, and all those things. I mean, you you go back over the last ten years and just think 
did I speak about those things? If you're a preacher, think about it. Did I speak about those things when it counted? Or did I wait till it was safe and a consensus had already been reached and then I came back to it and just said what the consensus was after the battle had been won? You know, I mean, it's you're not really bold if someone else fought the battle and then you come back and you take credit for the victory. Um, it's like that joke when you uh, everybody's been working, you know, on something and then someone comes late to it and you call him you call him a blister. You know, that guys joke with each other like that. You say, oh, here, here comes blister. He shows up when the work's done, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't want to be that kind of a preacher. And I don't want you to be that kind of a Christian. I want you, Christian, listening to this, to be able to stand when it counts and speak when it's hot and not be afraid of the consequences because if it's true, it's going to be true in the future and time will tell the tale that you were right all along. And ultimately, when, when that's you, the goal is not to say, I told you so, look at me, I'm the smartest guy, I can read the tea leaves. No, it's to say, I walk with God. I read God's word. I am privy to truth because I know the God who created all truth. Jesus is truth. And if you want to know how to live and you want to be able to make hard decisions in your life, you need to walk with the Lord too, because that's one of the great things about being a follower of Christ is you, you have access to truth and you know how to live and you can see when the world's going a certain way, you can, you can see it. You're not going to get the wool pulled over your eyes as easily. So that's a beautiful thing. a timely message, not just bold, but bold and timely. All right. Hope that was an enjoyable, uh, thought-provoking episode for you guys today. Love you. Hope you are uh, uh, having a great week, and I hope you come see us at church any Sunday at Kirby Woods Baptist Church, 6325 Poplar, 1030 Central Time. You'll hear God's Word. That's my promise to you. Come join us. God bless. Bye.